So can you imagine finding the love of your life accidentally <laughs> through a Twitter exchange? Listen, this and so many more good stories are coming your way on today's episode of the Jada Edwards podcast. Welcome to season four of the Jada Edwards podcast. As always, God is giving us his word to share personal stories and great conversations you are going to want to hear. Okay, so today with me, I have the one and only Atala Stevenson. That's right. Welcome, Atala. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to your own podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's okay. It's like people say, how's your day? Fine. How are you? Because you're just used yeah. to it. I know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of odd. I struggle. Response. <laughs> yeah. People say, enjoy your food. I say, you too. Uh, I'm okay. feeling so bad. <laughs> We just have automated responses. So glad you're here with us. Glad you get to hang out with us for a few minutes. Um, I'm, you have listened to podcast episodes before and been a part of them in large group settings. But, uh, you know, we've been talking about life stories. I love talking to people about their life stories. Yes. I think it always resonates with somebody. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see the hand of God. Like, oh, my gosh, look at my own story. Sometimes we don't even think about our stories comprehensively until someone asks. Yeah. And you start putting it all down. You're like, God, look at you showing right. out. What in the world? <laughs> so I'm so glad you're here with us. Um, we're going to jump in because I always ask people to describe your life in one word. Okay. Yes. Tell us what you came up I've with. I've been praying about this. I was getting a root canal and God gave it to me. Man. I was like, I had nothing else spiritual to do. experience. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing else to do. So God dropped purpose on me. Mm. And um, I think God gave that to me because sometimes we'll look at life and say, I wish this didn't happen. Mm. I wish I can go back and change this. Yeah. But you know, some some stuff, what the enemy meant for evil, God even uses it for good. Yeah. And I had to realize that a lot of experiences that I've had were purposed. Yeah. And there was a reason for it. And as much as I may want to change things, make things not happen, God is using that for his glory, my mm-hmm. testimony, to continue to, you know, grow and even help other people. Yeah, that's a good word. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Especially when it's not... I'm just looking at my life right now. Oh, I see purpose. But when I look at my whole story, because mm-hmm. then that means the highs and the lows, yeah. the the hard things and the good things. You're yeah. like, oh, there's intention to that. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Even when it sucks. It's like, well. And sometimes it sucks. It does. Yeah, you know. But it's kind of like this. It, I feel like like my mom, growing up, we worked puzzles a lot. Mm-hmm. And she loved the really complicated ones because she worked puzzles. And so I learned. I remember she'd buy those 5,000-piece puzzles puzzles and it'd be like a landscape <laughs> two thousand of the pieces were sky and you're like my find all the Lord today yes <laughs> and so it just was the worst part of putting the thing together like trying to find all these pieces the of glue that had sl- yes <laughs> but when it was done let me tell you something when we got down to the last 10 pieces mm-hmm. it was a whole thing like yeah. nobody touched it until we could all be together and then you putting in the last ah! Mm -hmm. it was and so I think you know life can be a lot like that sometimes you're just in the sky it's just like a thousand pieces that look the same and you're like this is not making sense or a Mm -hmm. thousand pieces of trees and you're like all these leaves look the same and God is like trust me this Mm -hmm. is this is coming together for something I think purpose is an overused word but when you're using it the way you're using it to kind of define someone's whole life story, a path. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what, what God intends for us. So Amen. I'm excited to hear, and I think you have some good stuff that's going to bless people. So so tell me, like, what are the major mile markers? When you look back in mm-hmm. your life, um, they usually, one or two usually happen in childhood and yeah. then early adult, you know, like mm-hmm. that. So tell me some of the major mile markers in your life. Um, So when looking back on my life, I realized there's a lot of hardship that I went through and really – 
what I know now is it was leading me to God. It was leading me to my salvation because that emptiness that you try to search for other things in, God is that resource mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So when I was four years old, my dad passed away. And I remember mm-hmm. small stuff of me constantly asking my mom, like, is he going to come to my birthday? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be there yeah. at Christmas? And she was like, no. She's like, remember in Lion King when Mufasa? Like, she was trying oh, to explain right. things to it me. didn't quite register with I didn't his. understand yeah. the fact that he wasn't coming back. And from then on, like, I would be jealous of other kids who have both parents mm. or, you know, things like that. And my mom told me that I was a real big daddy's girl. So it was yeah. a huge loss, like... Um, and she said one time, like I came to her and I was like, daddy told me this or whatever after Mm -hmm. he was gone. And Mm -hmm. she was like, okay, she's having a hard time with him being gone. Um, and later on she ended up getting married. I have a stepdad and it was, it's cool, but you know, like the emotional connection wasn't Mm -hmm. as intact as, you know, as a biological father. And just as time went on, um, I started to have a little bit more anger. I would even pray, mm-hmm. not know. I'd be like, God, just bring him back. They yeah. do it in the movies all the time or give me a drink <laughs> where he's there, you know? A problem with them. Yeah. yeah, and that was a really tough thing for me. And um, I started to try to define myself through sports or other things that I was doing um, to try to define myself. And um, then um, I was really good at basketball and I wanted to play basketball in college and I got into a HBCU. Um, mm-hmm. I had hurt myself before going, but I was hoping to, you know, I'll do better. Um, I'll work my knee out and, mm-hmm. you know, join the team. Um, and as I was there, um, I was only there for a short while and trigger warning. Mm-hmm. Um, I was virgin the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was, had this whole plan. I'm going to wait till I'm married to, I wanted that whole being in love feel, Mm -hmm. you know, how they say when two people love each other, you Mm. know, they say that's how, of course, Mm. that's not, you grow up and you realize that's not really the case, but (laughs) But, um, I was, um, so the setup at the school is you get like a big brother, big sister to kind of help you kind of get acclimated to Mm. the school and one, and you can like pick people to be your big brother. And there was someone who I picked and I thought he was kind of cute, you know? And he was like, oh, like, come with me. I'll get your groceries or I'll get this. I was living on the dorms. And um, he invited me over to his house. And I had, I don't, I don't know culture of college, right? Mm -hmm. That's a whole beast to some extent. And um, he invited me to his house and gave, he was like, do you want something to drink? And I was like, yeah, we're both drinking. Then I'm on in the car on my way back to the dorm. And I'm just feeling very dirty mm-hmm. and just expel i'm hurting in places that i had never hurt before so do you so you were given something like you don't yeah. remember you don't remember the actual experience just the before i remember drinking something yeah. and then it wasn't Ugh. until mm. it wasn't until that night where i started having like flashes of stuff mm-hmm. i was trying to lay in my bed and i was feeling scared and anxious and essentially i started to remember mm-hmm. some stuff yeah. and it's, I was only at the school for like three months and my parents had to send me back home because it was too, I wasn't going to classes and anything like yeah, that. It was traumatizing. It, yeah, it was. And it was really hard for me to, um, to just deal with. And I didn't feel like I had a safe space. Mm. Um, I was scared to leave the house. My I was at home cause it was the middle of like the school year. So my parents were still going to, to work when I came back home and I would turn the alarm on, lock the doors and just be in my room the whole time and not really know, um, 
I had no direction. And I think that added to my, I already felt that loss because I didn't have my dad. Mm -hmm. And that really expounded a lot on what the hurt I was feeling was. Um, And I had a hard time defining it. And um, my mom, being how she is, she's, I think, I don't know if it's cultural, Mm -hmm. but she was like, let's just go to, let's just go to school. Like, we'll just, you know, push through. Um, One day you'll be proud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shake it off. It'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And I went to, I went to a school that was nearby because I had already gotten accepted to it before. And so they kind of allowed my acceptance to be my ability to go to Mm. the school. And, um, how old were you when all this happened? I was, I was 18. 18. Mm hmm. Um, and then when I went to the school, um, I was, I didn't want to, but my mom was very adamant cause she's like, you know, we don't want people to ask why you're not in school. Like it's going to be, um, you know, you're going to be proud like that you kept pushing through afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like she's looking at the, you're going to get your degree. It's going to be fine. You're going to, this going to mm-hmm. be your hurdle. It's going to all gotta, work out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what actually ended up happening was, um, I, I ended up pledging an organization um, because my mom, I was her legacy and that culture, that party culture and all of that, it's easy to hide Mm -hmm. in that because everyone's doing it. And I was very um, uh, engaged with drinking. Mm -hmm. I was high literally all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, because I didn't want to feel like I was forced to engage in sexual activity, I was always initiating it. And mm. I didn't like it, but I felt it like gave you this control. Is, yeah. Yes, I felt like I was having control over yeah. it. And that was my lifestyle for a long time. I wasn't going to class, mm-hmm. had straight F's. Yeah. I never had grades like that, but I was scared and I was hiding. And I didn't feel like I had a safe space to really um, express that mm-hmm. or someone to kind of snap me back to look at what happened and look at what you're trying to like real healing. Like think mm-hmm. about it. Okay. Let me ask this question because I feel like when, when people deal with those kind of life experiences, um, I was just talking about this before we started recording, like some of those, that grief and that pain and those things, they come in layers and you don't yeah. even realize how, mm-hmm. how layered it is until something happens sometimes much later in life that then like opens up every layer of grief and pain that you have not dealt with. And then yeah. we're like in a hole under the covers for however long, yeah. um, dealing with all that stuff. So my question is, yeah, probably not at age four when, when you lost your dad, but like at some point, maybe after the sexual assault, uh, do you, do you recall any moment where you began to really wonder about God, where you were like, is this, this got, there's got to be something else to life than just work hard, press through or numb the pain. Do mm-hmm. you remember any of that? So those moments where I would be sitting at home, not really doing anything, I became a huge hurt. I used to be very outgoing, just mm-hmm. always out there. And I was very much in a shell. I would be, I had no idea that there were such bad people out there. Mm-hmm. I never experienced anything like that. And that's when I started to just question where God is in the midst of those mm-hmm. situations. Um, and it felt like another loss in the sense of I lost my dad and you're not bringing him back some magical way that I'm asking. Mm-hmm. And now I also lost this piece. Of, and I had people, my mom, no one stole this from you. You're still a virgin. But I'm like, that's not true. Yeah. Like, I know you're trying to make me feel better. Right, but, right. but technically, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. And so 
in those moments uh, of me just sitting there, I would just be like, where is God in this? Because I wanted to have um, one of those, like, you know, in the Tyler Perry movies, mm-hmm. like they go to church and it's this whole. Yes. <laughs> we walked down the aisle, the yeah. choir was singing, and then yeah. the Lord healed me, right? Yeah. On the way to and the altar. Yes, of course. <laughs> I remember coming back and um, wanting to go to church and wanting to have that experience, and it just it wasn't happening. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't figure out where, like, how do you get that that feeling of, I've now come to a healing place. I couldn't find it. And Mm. I was trying to figure out where God was in the midst of it. And I started to feel like I have to now just get past it because my mom, she's like, you didn't have an answer. So you're like, let me just work on it. I I think that's interesting. And I, I know what we're about to talk about because it's about your story is about to turn a corner, but I think it's a moment for people who were going through like that dark season, or maybe you're a parent and watching your child go through it. I, I think there's so much validity in even the the um, the doubt or the anger or feeling abandoned by God, like whatever, even if it's a negative emotion, mm-hmm. God still allows things in our lives that make us think about him and just say, I need yeah. you to, the, the key is, do, I, do, you, do we have people or are we in spaces that take that thinking and add truth to it. Right. But even even hard experiences where we feel angry with God or wish God would have done something differently, those are still evidence that our heart wants something more powerful than us, bigger than us, mm-hmm. to kind of come in and guide our life. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, if you're in that space or you know someone in that space, man, there's still hope for God to penetrate the heart because because even in the negativity or even in a, a doubtful or angry or resentful um, posture toward God, there's still, that comes from a longing. Mm-hmm. That anger comes from, I wanted you to do this, God, and you didn't do it. And so yeah. under there is still a, a measure of hope where people can, there's, a, there's hope for a person mm-hmm. to still turn toward God, even if they're feeling angry. So yeah. I just want to say that because I know a lot of people are struggling and and then they're watching their kids in college yeah. and they don't know what happened. Every parent right. and a lot of kids have gone through what you went through or mm-hmm. other things and they didn't tell their parents. Mm-hmm. Parents are just like, why are you different? That's not how you used to be. Right. And so, man, pray for those kids, y'all. God can still do it. Um, so I know college, you kind of had, you kind of went left a yeah. little bit because you were trying, trying to, to numb the pain. My, my worth. Yeah, do all the things, take I'll take t- control, mm-hmm. regain control of what was taken from you. Yes. We do that and it shows up in a lot of ways, especially mm-hmm. for women. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... Something happened. So tell me, tell me what happened. Um, what what made you turn the corner out of that? So, um, so essentially, so I'm getting my my straight ups, acting like people, <laughs> I'm at, I'm on campus. Like people are like, I'm going to class. So I'm like, oh, you don't want to kick it? <laughs> you like in, in class. the quad? Yeah. <laughs> so um, essentially, my mom at some point was like, um, it's been five years. How come you haven't graduated? And so I went ahead and put my application in, and they approved it because I had the same number of of like you had to reach a number of hours. Yeah, they didn't check my grades, but I got, I knew I lied. Mm-hmm. I knew it, but I didn't know how to fess up to the loss that I knew I was mm-hmm. in. And so I went ahead, I did black graduation. I did regular graduation and, um, I even was gifted a cruise, a Mediterranean cruise Shut and everything. Up. And I did all of it. And I was like, I know nothing's getting sent in the mail, no type of degree or anything, but you got all the graduation gifts. Yep. No good way you yeah. would not graduate. pictures, oh. all of that with my stole. All, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I but I was stressed with the idea of where am I? How, like when am I going to admit that I didn't? Right. I don't know. 
But the blessing in the midst of it was the Mediterranean cruise took us on this. Um, we went on a tour in Rome and we went to all these churches that this man named Paul went on. Mm. And I had never heard of this man named Paul. And something about just being there felt like there's something there's something really different here. Wow. And I don't it's making me look at myself in a way that I never really was. And so while everyone's having fun and doing everything, I'm really just Holy Spirit. In this whole reflective just, mode. Yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit is really working on me. And then when we came back, came back home, it was now my birth dad's 20 year anniversary passing. Mm-hmm. And there was this dinner that, that my, that his mom, my grandmother was mm-hmm. having for him. And it kind of took me all the way back to where that first kind of, pain was at Mm. and we went to the dinner and it was like I went by myself it was my mom's birthday so she was like you you go ahead Mm -hmm. I'm doing my own thing and um that that was like the whole shift because it took me back to what I knew I was needing and it was a father Mm. and that night it was still sitting on me. I had this whole, I'm thinking about Jesus. I don't even know who that is. Mm. I'm thinking about who's this man named Paul. Wow. And now I'm looking at my absence, the, the, the hole that I've yeah, carried. Not having a father. And not having your father. Not yes. yes. Yeah, not and I was just crying. I was like, look at what my life is. I'm putting on this face. Like I like these drugs and well, weed mm-hmm. you know and drinking and the sex and all this stuff like this isn't me this isn't who i am and i've really lost myself and i was just crying so much and this was my first time praying and i was like god i'm sorry i had no idea i was repenting but in the midst Girl, of me shut up. in the midst just of all me, by yourself yes because Girl, i felt so much shout. shame <laughs> and in the midst of it i heard like a voice i never heard before and it was i forgive you and i was Girl. crying <laughs> Are you it serious? Me, it makes me think. It makes me cry now, but wow. just because yes. that hole that I didn't realize <laughs> was there was meant for God to come in at. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then, and then from then on, um, it was like I did a full one eighty, completely different from where I was, and was now like okay. <laughs> My mom's like, how come your degree didn't come? I'm like, mom, there's some classes I didn't pass yeah, and I need to take these I classes. Yeah. And so she was like, okay, let's go ahead and do that. And just in the midst of everything, I was like, I've never felt so full before. And this longing that I have for my birth biological dad, because he was also, he was a part of the brother um, organization that I was part of. So that was my feeling of also being closer to him because mm-hmm. I had pledged and everything. I was like, I don't need that. All I need is like is all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Listen, it was it's, a whole shift. It's like we know that's how it happens, but mm-hmm. when you hear that in somebody's story, girl, somebody needs to know that that like that life change is not a church service or an event yeah. or a walking for. It is you were in your bedroom and not even knowing what you should say or what you should ask. That is the Holy Spirit who was like, "Here's what you need to say," Mm -hmm. and then for God that. When we know how we've been living, there's no reason for him to come to our rescue. And he's yeah. like, I forgive you. Yeah. Girl. And, and I had never wow. felt so, I felt loved in a way that I didn't, because all that love feeling was gone after me leaving the, the school, yeah. like what happened to me. I didn't feel like I was worth much of anything. And 
to know that mm. many are yeah. called but few are chosen i'm yeah. one of them yeah and i have believed the lie that the enemy told me that i'm not I have to search all these different places for yeah. acceptance and things like that. But Ooh. God wants me and I've just felt so, so low for so long. It just so overwhelming. And that's when it's like, how can I not want to serve you now? Yeah. How can I not want to live for you? Because I've been, it's his love. Right. And that's what wow. I've been needing that I didn't realize Girl, that I didn't have. And so that's a 180 for real. Yeah. And it's just, I love that it was just you and God. I just, and that's really how all of our life change happens. But mm -hmm. sometimes we don't realize how little God needs yeah. to, to be, to affect change in life. He's like, yeah. I really, I mean, I do want you to serve. I want you to, I want you to do all that after mm -hmm. first. I just need you to know me and to even know that, with all the pain you'd experience, something still said to you, I need to apologize. I need yeah. to repent. Not yeah. like, God, why didn't you? Why did you mm -hmm. like, wait, wait, wait. Something in you, because girl, we were created for glory. There's yeah. something in us that's like, I I need to confess before this divine being. Like, yeah. like I need him and I something tells me I have not done right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's, there's I can play something the in cards for right. how, however long I yeah. want, but yeah. <laughs> uh. I still made the choice Woo. to do what girl, I was that's doing. Good. That's yeah. good. Okay, so now um, we're kind of yeah, leading so, into this current phase of like, yes. tell me the next the next corner. So when I had first joined the organization um, that I was in, I had met just on Twitter. You just add people, you know, and I had met this man that was I thought he was on pretty Twitter on Twitter. Yes, in I thought he was pretty attractive, you know. Nope. And not even uh, Instagram. I was like, you didn't have a lot of pictures. Yeah, but okay. nope. you, you had a little something from Twitter. <laughs> having <Okay>. conversations. <laughs> it was my words. Old fashioned way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, we just became friends. He lived here in Texas. I lived in California at the time and we would talk pretty regularly, but he was saved and I wasn't. So after I had this whole experience, um, I started talking to him a lot because he was always putting stuff on Snapchat and, and on Instagram, just like God gave me a word and I'm going to share it. And he started doing, so he was like the only saved person you knew. Yep. <laughs> so like, you I was, in my community. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yep. And I didn't realize how instrumental he actually was to my salvation because he would ask me some question when I wasn't saved, like, because I thought I was a Christian because I went to a Christian church. <laughs> so I was like, does. yeah, so I was checking that box, you know. And um, he asked me one time, like, when when, was, when did you get saved? I was like, I, I don't, I, sometimes he was like, okay, you don't remember? It's okay. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> He's trying to be gracious. Yep. Right. Yep. But now that I had this experience, I then told him, hey, just want to let you know that I got saved. And when they say heaven's rejoicing, like he did enough for me. And I was just like, I'm, I'm realizing how much more of a big deal it is because yeah. I'm telling, I told my mom and she was like, all right, cool. That's cool. Right. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Told my friends, told my line sisters, they were like, all right, that means you still drinking or what? Like, <laughs> right. like, uh, no, they're like, oh man, oh, I my goodness. lost a, lost a friend and all this stuff. So how many years had y'all been? talking on social media before you guys say um i met him met mm -hmm. social media 2013 i got saved in 2006 15 okay. so um we had been talking to Already each other for, for, some, for some time okay. yes so then after that mm -hmm. a couple more years okay gotcha and so then um when i got saved i told him and he just started just sharing more stuff with me and um, of course, I was going to church myself, but he was just that person that was tangible that I could mm -hmm. speak to and stuff. Because yeah. 
I want to talk about what I'm reading. Yeah. I'm learning that I can read this Bible. It's not just the pastor yes. and God's going to tell me things. Yes. Like, so worth having conversations. And um, he had denounced his letters and then I ended up denouncing my letters. And it felt like there was more of a bond that we were kind of having because he experienced that feeling of when you denounce, people start to treat you kind of different. Mm-hmm. Saying, I was experiencing the same thing. And in the midst of us having some conversation, like regular, he kind of just stopped in his tracks and was like, you know, I know it's going to sound weird, but God just told me that you're my wife and I really think I love you. And it shook me a bit, but it, I almost felt that same. It made sense too, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It almost, I almost felt that same feeling of when I first got saved, like, yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) when am I moving? Yes. And that's when it's God, when like major life decisions that Mm -hmm. should make you have 10 spreadsheets and have to pray for 10, you just like, Okay, cool. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and I even, uh, the fasting that I did after that was more so, how am I going to tell my parents? Right. Not, <laughs> not, yes, not whether it's yes or no for him. Yeah. Like, mm, since it's yes, mm, how am I going to tell Yeah, because yeah, yes. not everybody, don't, everyone doesn't get saved with you. No, so. when they're looking at you sideways, even Christians look like, that's yeah, too much. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's too spiritual that you're doing too much. And so um what ended up happening it went pretty fast his parents their um his dad's a bishop his mom's oh, like they so good, they yeah. were like oh call me daughter and all this <laughs> stuff so i was like oh, okay <laughs> at least you know it made it easier and it didn't take long for me to move here to texas and then we got married pretty soon afterwards because that was the focus yeah, like that was his, the his dad was like why do we go to rental car places just to try out cars we go <sighs> we buy he old school mm-hmm. get married right <laughs> yeah just come on hand your He's business like, we ain't got no time to be right. You know, court and all stuff. Oh, and I know it has its place, it has its purpose. So, but y'all did court before and after your salvation. So, yes, we just didn't know that's what was going on. And so, um, then we didn't take long for us to have kids afterwards. Because Jesus, and can we just make a note? How many kids do you have? I have seventeen. Okay, same thing. (laughs) Uh, Their ages are ten months, uh, three, four, and five. Ma'am. So <laughs> that sounds like you were like pregnant with multiple kids, but not twins. Yeah. Like you had one, the doctor was like, leave mm-hmm. that other one in there. Cause, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we're not girl. done. <laughs> That's a yeah. bunch of babies. Yeah. I Y'all had a good though. COVID, huh? Oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, Somebody had a good pandemic. <laughs> it wasn't hard for everybody. Hey, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, mm-hmm. so y'all are hearing that at one. Did you say y'all moved here? Yes. For one community? Oh, yes. Um, so I was stories. a stay-at-home mom, and um, and I was spending a lot of time with God. Like, I was going real in-depth, reading the Book of Enoch and all types of like I was like, I'm going to get deep. Deep. <laughs> right. I'm about to be a whole theologian, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, I felt like God was telling us to move because we were living in Killeen mm-hmm. at first because his parents are military, so he was living there. And um, uh, I started feeling like we were moving, and I started – feeling Plano don't know why I we had friends who are here one is actually on staff but we have friends that are here but that was our only time ever coming to Plano and then um uh I just started seeing Plano like we had mail coming from Plano like because I'm I'm asking I have confirmation because I'm like this that's kind of big us moving and we don't have any family here either Mm -hmm. and so um, then John is like, okay, well, if we're moving, I need to know where we're serving at. And then um, I actually, because our friends went here, I was like, well, I'm just check out one community, just look at their service. And John saw, or my husband, he saw me watching it, and he he was like, why are you watching that? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, well, just because I just want to see yeah. what what their service is like. And 
he said he was praying and God was like, that's where you're going. That's where you're going to serve. You're going to oh, be wow. there to be a blessing and be blessed. And Girl, John is low key a prophet. I need to talk to no, him. No, he be having some dreams too. Girl, for real. And then two seconds later, I'm like, oh, okay. didn't you just dream that? Did yeah. you just tell me about that? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. I forgot about it. He, Dang, he don't even remember. But. That is so cool. I just, first of all, I love his leadership. I love his patience. Um, even before you were saved, it just, I mean, he had to have a, a ministry for you. And so hmm. that's such a beautiful story. Single ladies do not settle for less. Amen. Okay. He may not be a theologian, but he <laughs> needs to have a heart for God for you, not mm-hmm. just a heart for you, a heart for God for you. Definitely. And so, um, man, that's amazing. And he's serving here in our children's mm-hmm. ministry and you've been instrumental in our small groups with our young adults. And I'm excited to see what, what is next for you guys. Yeah. If somebody is kind of wrestling with what in the world is God doing in my life? I, do I even have a purpose? Is my life, can it be used by God? What's something you might share with someone who? might be in one of those places you were in before you surrendered to the Lord? Um, I would, well, I think that kind of goes back to my word, I guess, with the purpose. I think sometimes we get consumed with things that have happened to us and feel so overwhelmed by the trauma or the hurt or things mm-hmm. like that. But God is still in there. No matter how bad something looks, God is still being good somewhere yeah. in there. Ooh, that's the it, word for the day. No matter how it looks, mm-hmm. God is still being good. Yeah. That's good. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Atal, for being with us and for sharing. I mean, I know that scratches the surface because our stories mm-hmm. are layered and complex, mm-hmm. but I know there were so many points of encouragement, and I thank you for your transparency. Of course. And looking forward to what God's going to do in this next season. Amen. Same here. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure leave a comment, leave a review, share, subscribe, all the things, and we'll catch you next time.